Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're down to 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Starts. This happened, you talked about it on The Fan. What a move by Starks! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Is it, uh, is it opening day yet? You know, I'm actually excited about the Rangers and Devils Thursday night. I mean, I know we got the baseball opening day, and it's going to be fun. But the Devils-Rangers game Thursday is going to be more uh, meaningful. And, you know, the Rangers, another win at the Garden. They dominate the Blue Jackets. Now we'll take on those Devils on Thursday at uh, at the Rock. And, you know, the game is huge as far as the standings go. Where, you know, these two teams are going to be playing each other in all likelihood in that first round of the postseason. We've been talking about it all year long. And it's going to be basically for home ice. Each team right now has played 74 games. Each team, you know, right now, or no, wait, is that not updated? The Rangers, didn't the Rangers play, uh, didn't the Rangers just tie them last night? I don't think this is updated. Maybe the Rangers then played um, a game more. Either way, you look at it in the standings here. You know, Rangers are coming for the Devils. And that is a huge game Thursday night. After, of course, opening day for both the Yankees. You have it. That's a you know what? That's a call and sick day. If I ever saw one, not for me, of course, but for you out there. You're watching the Yankees at one. You got the Mets at four, and you got the Rangers Devils at seven. That is as good a sports day as we've had in a while here. What are the Knicks doing that night? Either way, this is, like I said yesterday, the calm before the storm where we get set for Major League Baseball to open up. And, you know, the issues that we went over yesterday with both the Yankees and the Mets going into the season. There's a lot of competition in the the American League that the Yankees are going to have to deal with. Obviously, the National League, I think, is deeper and tougher. But we talked about the Mets uh, a lot yesterday. You look at some of the teams in the American League that may be getting overlooked. I mean... You never know here what the Yankees or Mets, and it feels like, and the reason I guess I'm talking about this is because yesterday on Baseball Night in New York, we did some predictions, and most of the panel had the Yanks and Mets getting to the postseason and doing okay, but falling short of making it to the World Series. And I kind of agree with that, where I don't look at either of these teams right now as World Series winning teams. So the expectations in the offseason, obviously the payroll says one thing, but the reality says another. And I know that the teams will change. And look, the way that they look right now, 
whether it's the Yankees rotation that's banged up, whether it is the Mets DH spot or lack of an impact bat or bullpen, whatever. These things will change throughout the course of the year. And maybe at that point, these teams will be built more complete to go out there and make a run. And every team's got issues. I mean, we're just focusing on the Mets and Yankees because we're here in New York and that's what we do. You look around Major League Baseball, and even though I say, well, there's going to be some competition, and I do think that there will be some competition in in both leagues. I mean, you look at the Mets' own division with the Braves and Phillies. You look at the Padres. uh, You know, you look at the Dodgers. You have to give them credit. I know everybody thinks they're going to have a a bad year or a down year. But you still have to give them respect. I mean, the Dodgers, uh, a team that wins 100 games with ease in the regular season. But you look at... You know, the Blue Jays, the Mariners, maybe the Angels, maybe the Rangers, obviously the Astros. I mean, who knows? Cleveland. I mean, it's not just like the Yankees and Strohs, and that's it in the American League. Toronto is going to be good. Tampa's always a pain in the neck. It's, you know, and the Yankees didn't really do much to improve. Neither of these teams did much to improve yet. Maybe they'll wait to the trade deadline and see what happens. But right now, I don't think you can say comfortably that we'll see either a Subway Series or even one of these teams competing in the World Series. And that is a a dose of reality that in the offseason we didn't want to hear. I mean, we got caught up in the hype and thinking about these two teams and the possibilities and all that stuff. And again, they're, they're two of the best teams in, in baseball. As a matter of fact, I was looking at the odds yesterday, too. I think the Yankees are second favorites right now to win the World Series. Mets are tied for third with the Dodgers. So they are still top teams. But I'm just not feeling it right now. And of the two, I don't even think there's a question about it. The Yankees are closer to me to being more complete than the Mets are. A lot of times in sports, you have to be lucky. You know, obviously you have to be good first. We get that. But you also have to be lucky with the way things go throughout the course of a long season. You need things to break right. Not only do you have to make certain moves and have them go well, you need somebody to come out of nowhere, whether that's a kid from the minors, whether it is a a guy that you don't expect to do a lot that has a career year. You need a couple of career years and then everybody else to do what they're expected to do, and then some to go out there and win a World Series. That's what happens. Now, the Mets and Yankees have loaded up their rosters, but the Mets, so far, a lot hasn't gone right, losing Diaz for the entire year. At least the Yankee injuries are limited, where you expect to get Rodone back early May. Bader will be back maybe around that time as well. But the Yankees on... You know, you look at their lineup. I mean, the Yankees are loaded even with the issues that they have. There's margin for error with the Yankees. They still have their ace atop that rotation who has been durable, who's been reliable, who's been good. He's, I mean, Garrett Cole's been dominant. They still have Nestor Cortez backing him up in that rotation, even though they lost the other three-fifths of it to start the year. They still have some young arms that have shown promise. Their bullpen is loaded. The lineup, even without Harrison Bader, you take him out of the mix, you've got Judge, you've got Stanton, you've got Rizzo. They think Donaldson's going to have a bounce back year. As we talked about yesterday, Donaldson could be that that X factor because of the power that he could provide along with those other guys. I mean, if Donaldson has a year 
that Boone thinks he's going to have. The Yankees are going to be they're going to be tough to stop. So even with the issues that we talk about with the Yankees after spring training, and really the number one thing you want from spring or coming out of spring is health. And neither team was fortunate enough to have that completely. For different reasons and different amounts. You know, the Yankees have had more players get hurt, but the Mets have had the more significant injury. But you look around at that Yankee team, even with the issues coming out of spring, and they are as loaded as loaded as can be. And you know that they're going to go out there and get whatever it is that they need. But still, I mean, I don't look at them right now much different than what I saw last year. And maybe Volpe could be that difference maker. Maybe Rodone, if he comes back healthy, can be that difference maker to put them over the top. Worst case scenario, they're still one of the best teams in the American League. But you can see a team like the Mariners being a pain in the neck in the postseason. You can see, you know, obviously it goes without saying the Astros. You could see a team like the Blue Jays being a pain in the neck in the postseason. It was never like that during the Yankee dynasty years. I mean, with good reason, they were a dynasty. But even after that, you always felt like, even in the years the Yankees didn't win the World Series, you always felt like they were the team to beat. I don't look at the Yankees right now as the team to beat. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they fly under the radar to a certain extent. Again, look at those odds. He was the Yankees' second uh, favorite to win the World Series. Maybe that's, there's no such thing as under the radar and the New York Yankees. But I just get the sense that a lot of people, as opposed to last year, right? It's kind of the opposite of last year, where you had everybody, it seemed, were picking the Blue Jays to win the division. And I was like, wait a second. Come on. People were p- picking the Yankees to finish third or fourth. What are we doing here? This is the New York Yankees. And obviously the Yankees went out there and won the division and really took the division by storm to start the year. Had a little bit of a scare, maybe, you know, at some point in August. I know they struggled for a couple months there, but the division, even with that struggling, the division was never really in doubt. But now this year, it seems like people are going to be on the Yankees for the most part. But maybe you get some people, maybe you get a team where, you know, now it'd be the opposite, where last year everybody was picking Toronto and the Yankees win. This year everybody picked the Yankees, and then you get a team that kind of comes out of nowhere, or maybe not out of nowhere in Toronto's case, but a team that surprises. And that's why you love baseball. Anything can happen here. Mariners could be a dangerous team. Texas might, you know, with Bochy all of a sudden might be a real player. Postseason series, you know, who the hell knows? But I guess just the expectations of World Series of bust for each team. You know, the Yankees, it's still a little different. I know the Mets have the highest payroll. Yankees, it's a little different because they have not been to a World Series since 2009. Think about that. The Yankees haven't been to a World Series in 2009. At some point, they're going to break through. Could this be the year? I can't say that right now I feel like they're the favorites. As loaded as they are, I can't say that they were... We're going to be the favorites. You know, plus, you know, what kind of year do you expect Judge to stay healthy again? You know, how lucky are they going to be? As we said, that's a big factor, too. How lucky are they going to be? Anyway, of the two, I think the Yankees have the better chance. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just, 
negativity creeping in off of the ending of last year. I don't know if it's the Edwin Diaz injury. I wasn't caught up in the age of Scherzer and Verlander, but the more I think about it, and maybe the closer we get to opening day, the more I think, man, you know what? It could really be a problem. You can paint easily worst-case scenario for Mets and see how this thing could go off the rails. Verlander, Scherzer, banged up, you know, aging, don't have it, not dominant. Kodai Senga, who's a question mark going in, and an X-factor, as a matter of fact. I think he's a big X-factor, but he's a question mark. You don't know what you're going to get. He could dominate and be better than Bassett, or he could be way less durable or re- and reliable as Bassett was a year ago. He might be the key, assuming that you get close to the production that you expect to get with Scherzer and Verlander. Anyway, you could paint, you know, is Alonzo Lindor, are they going to match what they did a year ago? These have been two very consistent players throughout the course of their careers. Obviously, Lindor's a little bit longer than Pete, but... Both these guys have been legit stars. Both these guys have played every day. Both these guys have posted consistent numbers. Is that going to continue? And when we talk about the Yankees' margin for error, the Mets don't have that. Where if, for whatever reason, they don't get that production from Lindor and Alonso, they're screwed. They are top-heavy. Scherzer, Verlander, Lindor, Alonzo. Now, they have some balance and some depth, but World Series-type depth in a loaded National League? Not yet. Not when Daniel Vogelback is the primary DH. Not when you don't have a closer after losing Edwin Diaz. Not when there are question marks even in that rotation with, you know, Carlos Carrasco, who didn't look great this spring, and Peterson I like, but still an unknown. I mean, they, but I, I guess the overall point here is, as we are now officially at Wednesday, tomorrow, do you believe it? Tomorrow is opening day. The expectations, I think, need to be leveled. It's just not all about the payroll. And... It's also not about, okay, well, they're a really good team. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Good, a good team, a playoff team, that's different than a World Series loaded team. Like the Mets with Correa and Diaz, to me, World Series caliber team. Yankees fully healthy with Rodon in there, with Severino. Oh, if everything goes right as far as Volpe producing the way that we expect him to produce, Okay, World Series caliber team. But like I said, the Yankees are much closer, I think, than the Mets are at this point. Either way, I'm excited for opening day. I'm just trying to curb the enthusiasm with the lofty expectations. And I wonder if Yankee fans would feel okay if they had, you know, another year similar to last year, they go out there and win the division, maybe don't get swept, but fall short. Is anything acceptable for the Yankees falling short of the World Series, of an appearance, not even just winning it. I'm talking about just getting there. Anything less than that acceptable? Probably not. And for the Mets, while the expectations are raised, I I don't feel like it is truly World Series a bust. It would be disappointing, but I think the Mets can have a better year than last year without winning the World Series and still deem it a success. 
eventually they're going to have to get to the World Series and win one. Those are the expectations with Cohen. That's what it is with the highest payroll. I just don't get the feeling that this is going to be that year. 877-337-6666. Baseball is front and center, at least on my mind. I mean, you know, Rangers and Devils Thursday is going to be a big game. And I know that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, you know, Woody Johnson, you know, making, um, I don't want to say making a fool of himself, embarrassing himself a little bit, being so pathetic as to, you know, basically beg Aaron, oh, uh, or Odell in this case. Oh, I can't believe a player like Odell would even consider the Jets. Like, dude, come on, have some dignity and self-respect. And he talks about wanting to make it all about winning. I'm impatient. We need to win. We need to win now. And in the same breath, he says, I've been saying this for 23 years. Yeah, well, where the hell have the wins been in the last 23 years? Anyway, so we can get into some of the football uh, as well, too, specifically with Odell Beckham Jr. We did some of it last night. Kind of the same stuff tonight. I did see the movie Air last night, so we could get into that at some point. I did, again, hear Boomer and Geo discuss me. I don't know what's going on. I mean, look, we're all struggling for content at this particular point, dying for opening day, but please, I don't understand, uh, again, bringing this issue up. And I'm going to clear it up once and for all. We'll do that later on as well. We'll do it with a little fact or fiction because it's just, I mean, I get trying to have some fun, but it's just there's misinformation being spread, and it's annoying at times. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.